Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. Well, good morning, girls. Good morning, good morning. And it is our beautiful Thursday morning here in City, Australia, 10 a.m. And uh, wherever you are uh, joining in today, it is just lovely to see you. So my name is Bobby Houston, in case you didn't know, and welcome to what is our actually what is actually our um, last sisterhood friendship table for the year. So if you have been a part of that journey for this entire year, 20, we've done 29 tables, girls. <clears throat> can you can you believe that? 29 tables <clears throat> as I clear my throat. So uh, if you've been a part of that, why don't you just give yourself a clap and just, I've got all the girls down here on the screens. Why don't we just say hi to one another? And um, it's fantastic. So it is, it is our last table for the year. I can't quite believe that. But um, we do have a Worship and Creative Conference next Thursday, next or actually next Friday, Saturday next week. And I just can't encourage you enough to be a part of that. And then also the week after that, we have our Sisterhood United Night Global Effort. So why don't you just put your hands together for that one, amen, because that is going to be fantastic. <clears throat> and so girls, I have... Uh, sent you an email, I think last night, going out not only across Australia, Indonesia, et cetera, but actually right around the world. And we are really, really believing that this Sisterhood United Night in a couple of weeks' time is actually going to gather girls from far and wide. Perfect opportunity for us to gather together, connect, be with one another, um, and be the sisterhood that we know and love. Amen. So if you believe that, if you're in the chat lines this morning or if you're in one of the auditoriums, why don't you just say, Amen to one another. Give each other a little bit of a whatever. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I hope you're well, always. You know, we never start these tables without asking if you guys are well and uh, doing, doing well in Jesus' name. Why don't we pray? Amen. I'm going to pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this um, beautiful morning yet again, that, Father God, we get together and be um, connected and be sisterhood. And so, Lord, always with humility of heart, we um, ask you to come and be present, Father God. Overshadow our conversation, overshadow the wisdom um, and your heart. I believe that your heart is going to be felt today for girls wherever they are in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we just thank you that we get to do this. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. I've got some beautiful faces down here with me on the screen today. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. Three amazing favorites. We've got um, the beautiful Beck Wood um, down there. Amen. Who has been struggling somewhat with her uh, sisterhood Zoom background. So she may have glowing teeth at some point because sometimes the backgrounds do that to us. Um, but beautiful bet. We've got Rose Medwin and Catherine Ram. So I'm excited to have you girls. I love you girls. I um I respect you and I value you as friends and as the leaders that you are. So are you well this morning? Beck, how are you? I'm great. I I'm great. It's Zoom and all. Zoom is not my friend, um, <laughs> but we have 
we have come to an arrangement. So hopefully this works this morning. I'm really excited about this morning. I can't believe this is the last one. But Bobby, I have to take the gap and say thank you because the last two years with everything on all the upheavals to be able to still find a place in our lives every week to communicate the heart and soul of sisterhood has been life to us and given us some consistency and some alignment when everything else has seemed upside down and foggy and like a whirlwind. So we just want to honour you. We want to thank you for what this has still been for so many of us in church. Well, I appreciate it, my darling. And what all you girls didn't know was that Just before we started, my beautiful Laurie Scott, who is now Laurie um, Maeva, Maeva, that's her new married name. She walked into my bedroom, girls, with donuts. Here we go. Beautiful pink donuts um, to celebrate today. So you can all come over to my house afterwards. And then a beautiful, ouch, bunch of flowers, which is back there on my bed. And so I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Beck, you've got a great screen behind you. It says you can do it. So we've got this this morning, and I value you and Nathaniel. For those who don't know, um, Beck and Nathaniel helped to oversight New South Wales here in Australia. And then Rose Meadow, how are you, my darling? I'm doing fabulous. It's awesome to be here on what I reckon is the best Thursday of the year, Pink Morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're awesome. You're always calm. You're always calm and collected. Not on the inside. <laughs> Not on the inside, absolutely. But again, appreciate you and um, Kent and you guys are oversighting Victoria and that's like a beautiful challenge for us right now to be rebuilding church back in the room after all this lockdown. I mean, it's no small thing to be known as the city, the only, the, the longest locked down city in the world. So yep. hallelujah. And then Catherine, you're beautiful and thank you for coming on today. So you and uh, Nigel, you are campus pastors of Melbourne um, West. West. <laughs> I so know these things, hallelujah. <laughs> so anyway, it's great to have you here and we're going to chat towards the end of this. All right, so obviously, ladies, we, girls, we are taking time, obviously, to focus um, and raise awareness around breast cancer, obviously, which is a good thing to do. And so many sectors of society around the world actually pause at this time of year in October to do exactly that. And you know what? The truth is, breasts matter. Everybody say breasts matter. If you're actually in the chat line, write down breasts matter because they do. Awareness matters. Um, health matters. Um, you know what? As women, I think it's fair to say we've all got breasts. (laughs) We've all got them and um, they come in varying shapes and sizes. Now, some of us may have like, not us necessarily me, but some of us may have like delicate rosebud breast, delicate. Everyone say that, delicate rosebud breasts. Can you say that, girls? Delicate rosebud breasts breast yes it's one of those riddles that we say fast isn't it so some of us might be like that or others you not might be sporting like more substantial girls but the bottom line is we are they are important they are absolutely important they are part of our womanhood um they are not accessories I don't know that I've ever said that before but they are not accessories some people might see them as accessories they are not they are actually really important and um their health the health of this part of our body is absolutely critical. And the truth is today, girls, you know, some of you might be watching and listening and joining us today. You know, you might actually be a cancer survivor. 
you might be a cancer survivor, or you might be in the midst of um, diagnosis and treatment yourself, or you might know someone who is. But today we just want to take um, sort of three different angles. We just want to bring input in three different angles. And so we're going to talk about helping ourselves, obviously being aware, remaining diligent, aware, proactive. We want to talk about helping others, helping a friend, someone who might be going through this, obviously. And then also just um, briefly just talk about helping one another stand in faith and with faith, because I think that is so important. And one of the lovely things about um, these mornings and our history as a sisterhood is that afterwards in so many of our campuses, if there are girls who um, are struggling with health, then our pastoral team are there and they're going to be taking communion with you and praying with you um, in different formats, either in the rooms where we're gathered or over Zoom if we can't gather. And I love that. I love the fact that we as a sisterhood can come alongside one another. Amen. So um, Beck and Rose have done some research. And so I'm going to get them to... Uh, to, to speak to us, to bring um, input from the expertise and the experience of others. So we're going to cut straight to it. So I'm going to throw to you back to talk about what you're going to talk about. Amen. Yes. Awesome. I love that we are taking time this morning to talk about our health. I think our health is so important and it's not far from the sisterhood message. The sisterhood message is all about putting value on womanhood and <laughs> value on, other, on, on each other. So I think this morning, I would just hope that we all go away encouraged and inspired to look after ourselves um, and to value our own personal health and not only through, you know, um, diet and exercise and sleep and relationships and mental health, but I guess specifically today um, when it comes to breast cancer awareness, there's been so many advances and there's been so much awareness brought to this that one of the best strengths that has that has come behind this cause is early detection. Um, so what, what we're endeavouring to do today, I guess, is I've done a little bit of research and Rose has too. It's to draw on information, not maybe just have one person speak into one thing and just to let us know what is available to us. So I'm just going to jump straight into it. <coughs> Awareness. And I think like Bobby's already pointed out, they're all different. Some are up here, some are there, some are out there. Some are larger on one side than the others. There's so many differences when it comes to this. You can't look at one and think that is perfect. So the onus is on us to be aware of our own and to, and to know the differences and to know if something is different. But we also need to take into consideration that through life, women's lives are so seasonal and transitional. So we hit puberty, they change. We hit motherhood, they change. Our hormones go up and down, they change. We hit menopause and they change again. So again, what I'm saying is you're not going to have an expert in your life who is constantly looking for changes. The best expert on your own is you. So um, that would be the first line of defence is your own personal awareness. And when you're talking about looking in this area, it actually is right up to your collarbone. So you can feel your collarbone there. You're looking right up to that section and then right under your armpit. So this whole area is the area that you need to be attentive to. And what you're looking for is any changes at any stage in your life. It could be um, a change in the skin. It could be 
flaky, dry, color could change, texture could change. Um, you might feel a lump. You might feel something that is different in one side or the other side. Um, you might um, sense discomfort or pain. Now, before you Google Dr. Google, before you go to a girlfriend and ask for their diagnosis, can I please just encourage us to go and talk to a doctor who knows? If you're not happy with what your doctor says, you can get a second opinion. But from what I have read, the majority of cases that are brought to a doctor, um, if you've noticed any sort of change, is not cancer. The majority of people who take some something that they're observed to a GP or to get screened ends up not actually being cancerous. So what you're better, I mean, I even talking to someone in the last week, I was talking to somebody and they were saying how they remember be, getting a phone call from someone who had noticed a change and already determined that they had serious breast cancer and they were already letting loved ones know of this without actually having it screened and a proper diagnosis and it turned out that it wasn't. So um, you probably just want to save yourself mental anguish and those that you love by having someone actually help you work out what it is. And so different things like cysts, um, our breast density can change over time. Um, it could be a whole scope of different things but just do yourself a favor and get it tested the other thing that we can that we do have access to is I don't know about you but I think once I hit my 30s I was going to my GP who I love I love my GP so much when I see her I hug her so not everyone has that relationship with your doctor um, and maybe that's not the goal maybe you just want to find someone who is highly qualified which my doctor is so I have best both worlds anyway when I see her from my 30s, I would get a blood test. She would check my skin once a year and she would offer to do a breast check. So um, I always took her up on that because eh, it's not going to hurt, is it? And I've had four children and there's not much that's quite guarded anymore. So I always felt quite comfortable and assured that I had someone professional just um, looking over that area. So we check ourselves. You have access to an annual breast check if you want if you have that confidence in your GP. And then the other thing is, as we get older in life, um, we have this awesome thing in Australia called Breast Screen Australia. You're able to Google them. They have heaps of information available. From the age of 40, you can access a mammogram. Now, a lot of people are familiar with mammograms. Um, it is like an X-ray on your breast, but it can actually... Um, locate a cancer to the size of a rice a grain of rice so if that's probably not something we're going to be able to find out on our own but what they say is mammograms are not that effective for women under 40 really under 50 between 40 and between 40 and 50 you can access it if you want but you're probably best to see your gp first after 50 you're going to get a letter reminding you every two years to go and have a mammogram now, in the scope of the last two years with COVID, I don't know about you, but I haven't even been to the dentist because I keep thinking, oh, this lockdown will end, restrictions will change. I don't even know what going to the dentist. See, I haven't gone to the dentist. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I, there's so many things that we've put off. 
car services. I haven't had my skin checked in two years. So if you have that letter laying around at home, maybe it's time to pick it up and make the appointment. Breast Green Australia, you don't need a GP referral. It's free and the appointment takes about 20 minutes. So if you are older than 50 and you have those reminders laying around, and even if you don't, if you're maybe not on the register, um, maybe it's time to just give them a call and check out their website because, the, like I said before, the best line of defence that we have at the moment is early detection. So say, for example, you do go and you do notice something and it does end up being cancer, which um, I, I can't even fathom what that is like to hear those words, but I would just want to encourage you to take heart because there is so much research into tri treatments have changed. They've changed over the course of time. So even surgeries are less invasive and more directed to the area now than before. There's all different things that people are trying and have had success in. So even if you do hear those words, which none of us ever want to hear, please take heart and follow the, um, you know, the directive of the doctor and come Tell a girlfriend, we're here as a sisterhood. We come alongside and we stand in faith for each other. So I think during my little part two, I close, I just want to encourage us, your health is so important. You know, your, your womanhood is so important. And this is one aspect that I think it's so awesome to pause and bring focus and attention to today um, that we can, it's not a taboo subject and there's so many advances, but they would say that the diagnosis is increasing in how many are being diagnosed, but the treatments are so much more effective and the success rate is so much more effective than it ever has been. So there you go, be encouraged. Very good. Very good, Beck. Rosie, why don't you um, share? Yeah, I'd love to. And, you know, thanks, Beck. I'm sitting here thinking I've moved house, I've moved state. I haven't changed my address with Breast Screen Australia. I need to do that. So thanks, Beck, because, um, yeah, I need to think about, I need to think about that moving house. But, um, yeah, what I'm going to share today is um, actually how to help a friend. You know, breast cancer is incredibly common and I don't think there'd be very many people listening right now that um, haven't had a friend or a family member that has, has gone through this journey. And so I just want to um, give a huge shout out to some beautiful girls who have sat down and chatted with me over these last few weeks and um, so just vulnerably and honestly shared their own journey with breast cancer uh, in order to help us uh, help other girls walking that out and so thank you beautiful girls and a couple of girls actually whose mum had breast cancer as well they they shared so thank you girls I love you um, look I just want to start by reading John 15 12 and 13 just as a little bit of a basis as we launch into um, learning how to help a friend or I guess just being reminded or having a few more ideas and tips about how to help a friend and this is what Jesus said so this is my command Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. Amen. All right. So I just want to go through just super briefly, just a few tips and things that girls shared with me. And um, I think the first thing that um, girls chatted to me about was when going through a breast cancer journey, that support for the whole journey 
is incredibly important. From the diagnosis right through to various treatments and, um, you know, the really critical time for support is within the wait. There's actually a lot of wait uh, in diagnoses as such as these. You're waiting for results from scans, from biopsies. You're waiting for treatment um, to start. And, and so, you know, they're really scary times. And girls said that they really appreciated the support. Girls, friends that were there right from their moment of their diagnosis, right through to celebrating um, at the end when treatments and things had all finished. Practical support. Every single girl I talked to said practical help really makes a difference. Wow. Um, you know what? They just they just kind of said though practical help specific to my household was really awesome because people have different circumstances, different members in their home, they have different needs, they've got different support levels. And so um, asking girls, okay, what are the gaps that you have? How can I help you? What does your household need? Because some people need household chores done. Like physically when you're recovering from treatments, there's so much you can't do. Like even after having breast um, surgery, lifting your hands up, uh, like arms up, it's incredibly difficult. Um, but someone else might need a ride to chemo treatments. Someone else might like a girlfriend to sit in the hospital with them. One girl told me that she had a friend that came and played chess with her and uh, that, was, that, was, that was her thing and she loved it. Others like that kind of downtime in the hospital um, to themselves. But, you know, what, what is it that you need? How can I help you? Uh, one of my uh, friends told me that uh, when her mum was going through breast cancer, her girlfriends all came around and um, went through her house and completely reorganised it for her and they threw out a heap of stuff and yet mum came home from hospital. Uh, possibly wasn't the best thing right at that point in time. She lost things that were special to her. She couldn't find anything. And so, you know, all you neat freaks out there, clean freaks, organisational freaks, like maybe, you know, just tread gently, just tread gently. <laughs> no, but practical help is awesome. Something else that girls um, spoke about and that was, um, you know, I think it's actually really important and that support for their family members. You know, knowing as a girl, knowing that your family has support makes a really big difference. You know, for women, um, you know, many of them mothers, many of them grandmothers, maybe caregivers of some sort, not being able to do what they were used to doing um, for a season really weighs upon their heart. So that knowing that um, there is help for their family members really means a lot. The whole family is affected by breast cancer diagnosis and the journey for healing. And, um, one girl said to me something really special that one of her friends did was um, she came with her to the hospital to visit her mum. When her mum was in hospital, she would come with her because she had young children. And, of course, mum and grandma in hospital wanted to visit the young children, um, but then the friend would take the kids away and play in the family's area. And so I just allowed the daughter to have some really quality, um, invaluable time with her mum. And so just coming along and helping the different families members maybe dad needs a bit of help the dad in the household you know for mums to know teenagers still got to their commitments and that it wasn't impacted upon them really does um yeah. it really means a lot um this suggestion took me by surprise I hadn't really thought about this but every girl said to me you know what can you please tell the girls that forgetfulness in chemo is a real thing 
confusion, vague, forgetting, like that's just, it's a side effect. And so having grace and understanding for your girlfriends walking through that, um, you know, if they get lost in a conversation, if they forget that you were coming over to see them, like just lots of grace in there because it is a, it is a bit tricky. Um, perhaps taking a meal around on the same day in each week, like that that was often a, like a really helpful suggestion for people because it helped them with their, their routine what to say? I don't know about you girls, but what to say? Like, you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to not say anything. You don't want to say too much. So I asked girls, what, what was really helpful? What was, what did people say to you that was a comfort and a help in, in that season? And um, a girl said, look, knowing people were praying, like just knowing that people were praying was incredibly comforting. So even if you're not sure what to say, even just texting to say, hey, I'm praying for you today. And this is what I'm praying. I'm praying this for you today. Um, scriptures, like scriptures are helpful. Come on, we're believers. We can share the word of God with each other. And the best kind of scriptures, girls told me, they all said this, were scriptures that encourage them about the presence of God in their lives. Beautiful. A lot of scriptures we can pick from, but the ones that reminded girls right in specific moments that God was with them was incredibly, incredibly helpful. And of course, girls said, we like to talk about things other than our cancer journey. Like girls said, we're not just, we're not just our journey. And so please talk to me about other things that are important to me, which I thought was great. That's, that's, that was awesome. And the, the last little thing I wanted to share that girls said, they, they all said this because they spoke to a whole bunch of, um, you know, Christians, girls planted in church, um, was that their church support was unbelievable throughout their journey. <laughs> You know, I know we've got lots of Hillsongers on here, but we also have girls from all around the world in different parts of the body. And so, I, you know, I would say here on behalf of these girls, like, you know, be the bride of Christ. Like the church support is, is actually invaluable. Um, one girl said to me, you know what, just going to church and sitting alongside other people, faith-filled worship surface, services, like to be able to come in and just sit in the presence of other people's faith was so encouraging to her spirit and her faith and um you know here at um here in Hillsong Australia these last couple of years we've been able to introduce elders prayer zooms like because the bible teaches us to lay hands for elders to lay hands on the sick and two girls I know that have gone through this journey in the last um, 12 18 months said the prayer zoom having the elders pray for me even though they were in a different part of the country really meant a lot and um you know even what we're doing right now Girls said, you know, sisterhood morning, pink morning, it helped me. It helped my family. I, I you know, appreciated the opportunity to remember um, my mum and the journey that she went on. I appreciated that we draw, drew awareness, draw awareness and, that, and that we would take this time. And so what we're doing right now, girls, it matters and it's, and it's beautiful. And just want to share one tiny little lighthearted story, girls, and this is, um, I guess, a, a teachable <laughs> moment for myself. Here, but quite a few years ago, I went and visited um, actually an aunt on my husband's side, and she's a beautiful woman. She's a whole lot of fun. We get along really, really well. And she had just had a mastectomy, and um, I had called in and to visit her. And look, within five minutes, like honestly, like it was one of the very first things out of her mouth. She said to me, "Rose, like, do you want to have a look?" And i got to just make a confession here to the entire sisterhood. Um, I'm not real good with injury. I'm actually not good with any kind of um, wound, um, stitches, 
um, blood, anything. Honestly, I, it just doesn't bring the best out in me. And so I'm sitting there desperately just wanting to um, have a lovely visit and scrambling for words about how do I say, no, you don't need, it's okay, you don't need to show me. It's all good, that's fine. And, and like, before I knew it, boom, she just opened up a shirt and she showed me, like she shared with me her journey of what she was going through. And so you know what? I learned in that moment, it's not actually about me. It wasn't about me and not about my comfort zone. It was actually just coming alongside and um, learning to be present and be with people where they're at. And it was a good stretching, teaching moment for me. Um, and so I'm actually really grateful, grateful that she chose to include me in that journey. Um, yeah. Amen. God bless you girls as you love and care and um, come alongside the beautiful girls in your world. You're all amazing. I love that. I love that, Rose. Um, both of you, Beck and Rose, you um, uh, for you to bring what you just brought, both of you, um, you had a lot of conversations with a lot of people. And so I just want to, I'm just grateful to those people that you have had conversations with so that we can actually be um, further informed and we're learning. And like you just said, Rose, we are learning in life. You know, um, you did a great job, Beck. You know, um, obviously, early detection is so critical. Not being afraid of the mammogram. Like I'm, I'm at an age. I'm 64. I'll be 65 in January. And so, you know, sometimes at this age, you're like, oh, I don't know if I do. I need to do that. Do I want to do that? But you know what? We must do that. And so, not being afraid of those things. I think. Um, I, I think a critical thing is that you mentioned back was um, Mr. Google is not necessarily your friend. And that was a great, that was great perspective that you brought there that before you allow fear to grip into your heart, that you actually go down the right path first, because more than likely, it's going to be okay. Um, I, I love what you said, Rose, um, just about coming alongside and how critical that is. Many of you girls know I've shared it at different times. My friend Holly Wagner was diagnosed, diagnosed with cancer a number of years ago. And um, I remember the first person she reached out was to me. She just rang me. We were actually in Europe and I was in a bathroom and she was just bearing her heart. And then out of that, out of that, you know, the reason I'm saying that is because her husband, Philip, is a great guy. He is a great man of God. But he went into shock. He went into shock that his wife, that this was happening to them. And uh, he actually said to her, Holly, I'm going to be there for you, but I just don't know when I'm going to be there. And so she was able to reach out to friends, to, in essence, sisterhood. And that's where, that's the powerful part of what we have together, this beautiful community together that we can carry one another, learn from one another and grow in that. So I value that. And I just want to say, you mentioned it briefly, Rose, but just um, even annually when we pause like this, it's an opportunity for us to remember family and friends who have been lost and for us to acknowledge them and remember them. And so, again, if you're listening in today, you know, whether part of our world, Hillsong world or from outside, you know, if you've lost someone, then, um, like, we just we just want to send you as much love that we can and, um, and just, yeah, just be here for you in that regard. Catherine, um, we got to chat earlier in the week and, as I mentioned before, you, your mum, your dear mum was diagnosed with breast cancer when you were in your late 20s. And you shared with us just a few of the things that you went through, some of the realisations, some of the things that you were unaware of or 
whatever. So I would just love you to tell the girls some of your story and um, your mum's story, if you can, and just some of the things that you learned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like Bobby said, late 20s, um, got a phone call to say that my mum had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, I live four hours drive from where my mum lives. So um, I was, she wasn't around the corner or anything like that. So um, it was a bit of a journey. And thankfully, um, 12 years later, she's still with us and she's been cancer free. So we're, um, we're grateful for that. But um, yeah, it's definitely when you get that phone call, it's definitely, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a reality check. You sit there and go, oh my gosh, doesn't that happen to, to other people? I can't believe it hits close to home. And I guess it, it definitely comes in waves. You, you have moments where you go, oh my goodness, the reality of everything sets in. Um, and then uh, you can next minute, oh my goodness, uh, am I okay? Are we okay? Is it, is it gonna be okay? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big journey. It's a, it's not a short journey. It's a long journey. And I guess, um, uh, where would we be without faith? Where would we be without being able to go to Jesus? And I know my mum. I was talking to her this morning, actually, and she said, actually, one of the, the most incredible things that people would comment on her is like, how can you still smile in this season? And she goes, it's because of Jesus. Like his promise for us in this season is that like we can have peace that surpasses all understanding and it doesn't make sense in that season, but you can still smile because you can still go to Jesus and you can find your peace. And that was one of the, the big things that um, she found and that she would draw on. And I know for me for myself, um, as the daughter that lives quite a long way away, just going, you know what, whenever I have that moment and it's, we're human, right? We're always, always going to have moments where we go, oh my gosh. But it's, it's important in those moments that you always go back to Jesus and that you always allow him to fill you so that you're not operating out of fear or of, oh, my gosh, the unknown, but you're actually operating on what does God's word say for me in this moment and for my, my family member? Actually, no, he is with us. His peace is my portion in this season, and I can do this season well. Mm. Beautiful. You mentioned that you, when we were chatting the other day, you said, Excuse me, <laughs> I'm so clumsy today. But you said um, that you were quite naive to some of the realities of um, this cancer journey as a, a late 20 year old. Um, and so, like, the, having these chats today, doing this is actually important because I'm sure that at that age, you would have been, Absolutely. it would have been great to have some people alongside, like Rose and Beck, have just done all that research and um, and what have you, just to to help you understand some of that journey. I mean, just even understanding the sense of um, what do the girls call it, chemo brain. You know, when they're going through those kind of treatments. I mean, we all we all joke about COVID brain, but I mean, the confusion that comes with you know, um, some of the treatments that people have to go through and just being empathetic to that, being understanding. I think I think that's one of the great things about, um, you know, the kingdom of God, about scripture, about our God, about one another, is just having the capacity to understand, to lean and empathise, not try to have all the answers because we don't have the answers. And it is a journey that we're all going to walk through with people and or ourselves or what have you, but just, um, just having the capacity um, to understand and to come alongside and be there. I think it's, it's just so critical. You know, we, um, a lot of you girls uh, who are gathered in particular are either, you're having pink mornings, you could be in the foyers, you, some of you, aren't, uh, I understand, might be out being 
might be outside in parks with friends and that. So we don't want to take too long this morning, but I just want to finish. I just want to read to you from Psalm 139. Yesterday morning I woke up early and I, I sat outside here, just outside my bedroom, and um, Psalm 139 came to mind in context of this morning. And I think it's, I think it's all scripture is powerful. All scripture is heaven-breathed and God-breathed, and it speaks to us in different ways. But I think it's really important. The scripture centers us, it grounds us, it stabilizes us, it um it is affirming. It's so easy in a context like this. We're talking about cancer guides, um, for fear to jump into the equation really quickly. And faith can't operate, you know, relationship can't operate in that that environment of fear. Bible actually says perfect love casts out all fear. So I just want to read the psalm to you and allow the word of God to do the work. And so again, if you're in a great place, then you know, just be praying quietly as I read the word. Be praying for sisters, be praying for people and families who are in this situation. And if you are struggling, I have someone very dear to me who's hopefully watching on this morning and she is in this cancer journey. She is in it. And I, I wrote to her and I said, I know you're in the middle of it, but can you can you give expression to what you're feeling? And one of the things she said was she never thought it would happen to her so that it feels surreal that she's in this space. She said that, um, you know, she's always taking care of her health. So to watch her body being assailed by this um, is a thing for her but she also said just knowing that family and friends whether they are near or far and often in this COVID situation far just knowing that they're alongside and that they're praying and that they're with you means so much and so that's what we're about today but I want to read some um, 139 to you if I may okay so it says it's actually talking about God's um omnipresence and his omniscience which means he is everywhere which means he can be with me he can be with you he can be with someone on the other side of the world and it talks about his omniscience which means he is all-knowing and it's interesting that within that word omni omniscience is omni science it is the science a lot of people think God isn't into science they think Christianity isn't about science but only creation well that's ludicrous we know that science exists within creation. God invented science. So he knows us intricately. And this is what Psalm 139 really talks about. He knows the intricacies of our lives, our body, our story, our journey, our faith journey, our revelation journey. He knows all of these things. So it says, O Lord, O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, my entire life, everything that I do. You understand my thought afar. You know, the various thoughts that come at us that sometimes encourage us, our own thoughts can encourage us, or sometimes our own thoughts can disappoint us and take us places we don't want to go. But it, the scripture says, Lord, you know my thought afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. You know, sometimes when you just collapse onto your bed and you're just like lying there thinking about life, thinking about what is going on. Do you know what? God sees that moment. I lay down on my bed last night thinking about the many complexities of our lives at the moment. And I am mindful. Do you know what? He sees my lying down and he's present. Even before there was a word on my tongue, still unspoken, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hand upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me to understand. And then the question, it's like this 
sort of it's not necessarily doubt but it's just the questioning that sometimes we have in life where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence if I ascend to heaven you are there if I make my bed in Sheol the netherworld the place of the dead behold you are there if I take the wings of the dawn if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me if I say even in my what a confusion or my fear or, or whatever. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the night will be the only light around me, even the darkness is not dark to you, O God, and it conceals nothing from you. But the night shines as bright as the day and darkness and light are a light to you. In other words, girls, there is nowhere in this journey, there is no corner of this journey where God cannot find you nor minister to you. And that's what we need to remember. You know, if you're um, going through cancer treatments at the moment, he is with you in the waiting room. He is with you in the clinic. He is with you when you're on that table. He is with you. And we have to remember that in Jesus' name, amen. And then it's like always the psalmist comes around to the declaration of faith. He says, for you, for you, O God, framed my innermost part. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will, here we go, pulling up, pulling up the praise, pulling up the thanksgiving, pulling up the faith again, pulling up the victory. I will give thanks and praise to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, O God, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret, intricately and skillfully formed as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book are written all the days that have been appointed to me. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. You are not forgotten, girls. If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Do you know what? To come through life, to come through the valley, to come through any situation in life and to awake from that night season or that challenge and say, you know what? God, I am still with you and you are still with me. That is a victory. And then the scripture, Psalm 139 says, search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me. And that is the promise of God. And girls, you know, I just want to encourage you in the Holy Spirit to go back and meditate 139 again and again and again and let God speak personally to you because I actually believe the Holy Spirit wants to. So, um, you know, when it comes to, I'm going to wind this up because time is clicking away, but, um, you know, when it comes to um, healing and faith, you know, um, I am reminded of the Dodie Osteen story. And, girls, I have told you this over many, many years, but yet again the Holy Spirit brought it to mind. So Dodie Osteen is Joel Osteen's mother. She's um, in her late 80s right now. A number of years ago she was diagnosed with a crippling cancer that was taking her life. It was literally stealing her life. And she had had every single person she knows in that faith world in the United States pray for her. The legend faith people had prayed for her, laid hands on her, believed with her, and uh, seemingly nothing was happening. And she tells a story where she was on the carpet, on her hands and knees, barely able to crawl, literally dying. She felt her body was dying. And she just cried out to Jesus. And she felt the Lord come back at her in a really gentle way, not a condemnatory way, not a harsh way, but gentle. And he said to her, Dodie, Dodie, this is between you and me. 
this is between you and me, Jodie, not this is between you and me in a way where we're going to wrestle this out, Dodie, but rather, Dodie, this is between you and me because I am your healer and I want to reveal myself to you as my healer, as your healer. And that was a crossroads for her. It was a moment of truth where she realized, you know what, God wasn't against her. God wasn't punishing her, that um, her body had broken down and Jesus, our healer, was there for her. But he wanted her to enter into a revelation that he He is her healer. And it made me think yesterday morning when I was pondering this, you know, the cross, the cross of Christ, so much, so much happened on that cross. You know, he paid, our Savior King paid the most enormous price for our salvation, for our freedom, and for our healing. And those are just not small revelations. Do you know our salvation? We enter into our salvation. It's a born-again moment where we acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, right? And we are born again in that moment. We have salvation, but then we spend a lifetime, girls. Here's the point. We spend a lifetime walking into that salvation and into the fullness of that salvation and the wonder of that salvation. And it's never going to end. It's not going to end this side of eternity. It will continue into eternity. You know, we... Um, freedom, our freedom comes in a moment. Christ bought our freedom. He broke the, the chains of hell. He broke He broke it all on that cross. Yet for us to walk in freedom, to begin to um, allow his, um, all that he purchased in that moment, he, he paid an enormous price for our, for our grief, for our sorrow, for our shame, for our condemnation. Because listen to me, all of us know sometimes it takes a lifetime to walk through those things to let go of grief, to let go of loss, to let go of sorrow, to, um, to, for, the, for the shackles of shame to fall off us. Now, Christ won the battle. He bought our freedom like that. He purchased it. It's paid. It's done. It's happened. But for us to walk into the revelation of it, it takes time. And you know what? In some ways, I think healing because it says on that cross, by his stripes you are healed. He purchased our healing and these things, Salvation, freedom, um, healing are part of the life revelation. He's bringing us back into life. And so sometimes our wrestle to be healed, our wrestle with these things is part of that journey and that part part of the journey of knowing him. And I'll, I'll admit, girls, it's a mystery sometimes. It's a mystery. You know, like often we have so much faith for other people, but when it comes to us, we're like, ah, oh, you know, I ended, I woke up with a headache this morning. I took three Panadol, you know, <laughs> three, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's a mystery to walk into, but nevertheless, it is a journey that is before us. And somewhere in the midst of that, we find Christ. And I know, I know for the loved ones that I have that have gone through really difficult spaces, they've come out with a greater knowing and a greater understanding and a greater revelation of this beautiful God. We spoke a few weeks back about suffering, long suffering, and how Christ enters into our suffering with us. And so, you know, I I think we will get to the other side of eternity and go, you know what, I'm really grateful for this journey. I'm grateful that I went through this because I learned the things of God. I learned the deepest spaces in God. And um, so I just want to encourage anyone who's going through it tough and feeling abandoned that um, there is this Jesus and he is good. He is altogether good and he's there for you. Amen. Amen. So that was a big rave that I wasn't really planning to have altogether, but so be it. Do any of you girls 
we are one minute over and we were trying to be faster. Does anyone want to add anything quickly? And then we're going to pray and send the girls on their, on their way. Anyone? No, that was beautiful. Okay, shall we pray? Rose, I'd love you to pray for the girls. And just, um, again, sweethearts, before we go, I say goodbye. Um, don't forget we've got our Sisterhood United night coming up and it's going to be online for most of us. But um, I really pray that we'll just gather in strength and be excited that restrictions are lifting in New South Wales and Victoria in particular. And you know what? That we will run back to the house of God and run back into fellowship and run back into that corporate space of worshiping and loving God together. Amen. Amen. Rose, why don't you just pray us out, sweetheart? Thank you for being with us today, girls. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful that we could gather. And, and Lord, thank you for those beautiful words and reminder about our sweet Jesus. Thank you that he is our saviour and that um, he is our healer. And so, Father God, for every girl leaning in in this moment right now, pour your blessing, pour your favour, pour your healing upon her, we pray. God, let your beautiful, sweet presence just envelope her, whatever she's walking out this week. And so, God, we just thank you for this time. I pray for the beautiful gatherings across our country right now as we eat and enjoy each other's company, Lord, that you'd be with your girls. And so bless them, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We're so grateful for your life. Amen. 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 We love you, girls. Have a great one. We'll see you on the weekend. Bye. Bless you. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.